Salma Hayek, like, I, 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 I just, I, she, I, 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 I just, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, 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 like, she just keeps getting hotter with age, but like, it's not like a, even like Jennifer Lopez gets hotter with age too, you know, and, and you could say like Tom Cruise and Timothy Oliphant, like there's a lot of like Hollywood stars, like, oh, they age well, you know, but Salma Hayek, uh, it just, it hurts. Like it hurts how hot she is. It hurts my heart. It hurts my penis. I I don't know. I got I got nothing else to say. Just Salma Hayek is just she's fucking superhuman, and not not like that. What was that stupid movie she did in the with the 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 evangelicals? Not evangelicals. The Eternals. She's not eternal. I Salma Hayek is it. I, I got nothing. Don, you got you to gotta edit this out. You got to help me out. I just, I don't know what to say, but like boobs and belly and butt and face and the hair. I just, she's perfect. She's a perfect fucking woman. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. So you had a long therapy session, huh? We got a lot to talk about, man. You know. So what? So what? What? what what's? What's? I you know I've always been curious because I never we never really, we kind of talk around it. What's the difference? Give me, give me, give me a. What's the difference between recording the ape cast? And a therapy session. I'm curious. I pay my therapist. Okay. For him to be nicer to me than you are. So so you're paying him to be less honest. You're paying him to be less honest with you. Okay, I see what you're saying. So really, he's really this is like going to a fucking yoga class that doesn't actually teach you yoga, but, in, but affirms your yoga-ness. No, but yes. <laughs> Explain, please. Sure. I no, I'm not no. No, you know what, Don? I'm having the kind of day where I'm not going to explain myself to the likes of you. <laughs> okay. Oh, aren't we are okay. we a little are, are we a little petulant today? What we are. what we, <laughs> what could have possibly gone on with your therapy session that uh that you're 25 minutes late to the call and you're in a bad mood? What could possibly have been what what did your therapist because if it went long it meant he was having an extra hard time no, I mean, we're mostly lying to you me. about your uh, lying to you to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> he wasn't lying to me. Well, I um, you said you pay him to do so. I no, I said I pay him to be nicer to me than you. Yeah, lie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm deadly honest, and uh, you know, I love you. You don't have to pay me. This guy only. This guy is only in the room because you're giving him cash. 
And he's giving you, and he's just telling you what you want to hear so you feel better about yourself. No, no, no. I give you the hard fucking truth, man. You know, he this. doesn't tell me what I want to hear. He tells me what I need to hear, which is what you tell me. That's, but that's, that's, it's what's the, the difference? It's like Katie loves me. I know that. But there are things that I will talk to you about and things that I will. That I will accept from you, that I will not accept from Katie. That's fair. It's okay, it. that's like, fair. Everybody, and also, right? Like, also, also, and it's one of the things I just—it just occurred to me. One of the big differences is that your therapist isn't recording your fucking sessions to put out a put out on a podcast that's, and everything. Yeah. I mean, when we're recording, we talk, you know, usually before and after. But uh, yeah. you just got on here. You were late. It gives me a were, chance. It gives me a chance to uh, workshop my humor in therapy. So when I get to the Yape cast, it is you can tightened. really be funny. Yeah, it is tightened. Yeah, yeah good it, twenty minutes. Never, okay. never misses, and never miss a beat on this on this show. All right, it's true. You are you. <laughs> you don't want here. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be your therapist. Yes, David. You're tight and always very funny. Mm, I like you. Can I get <laughs> fifteen bucks? I'll take it. Okay. So you're doing, uh, this weekend you're, you're going to, or this last weekend, I guess this is dropping on Monday. So this weekend you went to the 150th, what the 150th anniversary of Hammond, Indiana. This, (laughs) the sesquintential, I think is what it's called. 150. Sesquintennial. Sesquintennial. Yes. Like I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I'm not the dumbest. Not even close to the dumbest, no. But that is a word that I've never seen nor heard of until the hundred fifth, the hundred fiftieth anniversary of Hammond, Illinois. See, it would be funnier if it was the hundred and fifth, because who the fuck celebrates that? Except for like an old, like an old black lady who lasted a hundred and five years. It's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing before you said it. Like an old person. And in my mind, that old person was an old black woman. It's well, that's because all the ones that last to 105 are either really old. Well, I mean, they're really old because they're 105, but they're like Russian women that smoked and drank <laughs> since they were like four years old, or black women in the South. Yeah, um, it's. I think that it's. We both think that way because we are victims of American cinema and the Magic Negro. You mean they're not magic? Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying that it's a trope in Hollywood. It's the entire. Wait, wait. It's the whole. It's the whole. It's, no. it's the Matrix. Like that. The, they're the magic. It, yeah. First of all, first of all, black people today are not magic because you can't call them Negro. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just realized that I said a word. You, but that's what they're. That's I, 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 but you, you, you pulled it out. I'm just like, what the hell? Okay, that was a little jarring. It's an old Hollywood trope. I think the yeah. last time I saw it was in the Matrix films, and it was about that point in the Matrix film where I was like, this is stupid. These movies are fucking dumb and lazy. I hate oh, the not, They're fucking stupid. See, I, see, I love the Matrix. Okay, well, since we're talking about, okay, because you, you're going to, you spent time in your small town, and I'm living in Wichita. Yeah, I'll, I'll Kansas. Kansas. But I am excited. So, you know, Hammond, Illinois, 
where yeah. Katie is from. It's a town of it's a it's a town in central Illinois. It's about it's just a burg. Forty five minutes, give or take, southeast of Champaign, mm. basically. <laughs> but like the closest big town, if you're like to go do grocery shopping or Christmas shopping, or whatever, is like Mount Zion or Decatur. God damn. So just yeah. So it's literally like where I'm at. Like Wichita is just like it's yeah. just it's like the big it's the big town in the small area. It is a rural city. Well, that would be Mount Zion or Decatur. That's the big town. Okay. Well, the, so basically, yeah. I'm in Decatur. Is a then. town okay. of 504. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. And 496 of them are cousins. Of, you know, like well, it's a tiny, it's a small town. And that's real. T- yeah, it's real small. I love going down there. I really, really do. Like it is, it's quiet, it's slower. You know, it's it's family. So like we go down yeah. there and it's family. Yeah, try, so it's just try living, try living in that shit. You lose your exactly. fucking mind. Well, and there was a house for sale uh not that long ago. And for like a hot minute, I was like, we should consider buy because we could buy land and a house in Hammond, Illinois for a fraction, a small fraction. Of what we paid for to live here in Chicago, and we could have it's true, it's know. true. And I could, and I could, I could live under an overpass for a fraction of the rent that I currently pay. It's you know, well, so this this town is, I mean, fucking so Brandon Bruce is in St. George, Utah, but at least there's a college there, right? But it's, do, it's just, a, and it is beautiful in the park type shit there, like there's a big yeah, but, festival, but there's, yeah, but there's, but, but it's also really beautiful. You get the big giant red mountains. It's, I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. I imagine Hammond is very similar to the Kansas landscape in that it's just sort of like walking around inside a, an empty paper bag. Well, it's, it's vast because it's just, it's farm field. Yeah. Just, you know, it's just, just paper farm. bag, paper bag, yeah. paper bag everywhere you go. Yeah. But I love it. I, I, I love it. And I'm excited to go down there for this celebration. Like there are, they've got a whole weekend of shit. Like there's a little miss, little mister competition. There's parades. There's a 5k run walk that I'm going to do. I'm going to run it. And I'm thinking like, I mean, I'm, I'm super cocky right now about it. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. We'll report back next week. But like, a 5k 3.1 miles like i can do That's that shit almost I'm, in my sleep i i hate running and i can do a 5k yeah so I'm thinking, like, who the fuck is training and who is running competitively and i'm not like a competitive runner I, i'm i'm like i mean i i do races but i'm not i'm, I'm just, i wouldn't consider myself a competitive runner okay but i'm feeling super competitive for this race on saturday like i want to so I basically, Hammond, Indiana is sort of like Illinois. Rock. Hammond, Illinois. Oh, Illinois. There's a Hammond, like, Indiana, and then there's yeah. Hammond, Illinois. Very different. It's a, all, all the fucking same thing to me. It, well, but it sounds it sounds to me like uh, like Norman Rockwell with racism, right? I mean, wasn't Norman Rockwell with racism? I don't. I I never heard that. I, I mean, like. Look, man, I love me some Norman Rockwell. Like I, I didn't, I did have no, I have no context that Norman Rockwell was racist, except for the fact that all the people he painted were white. That doesn't well, there mean was, there was the the painting of the at the lunch counter with a little black boy. Okay, and, and then the white cop was like, "Oh, hey, little black boy," and he was cool about it. And that was like a holy shit that made it on the cover of Saturday Evening Post. Yeah, yeah, okay, so maybe he wasn't so racist. Maybe he was, uh, you know. 
I mean, that's or, a civil rights thing. Or was that cop thinking, boy, what are you doing at this lunch counter? Well, of course he was thinking that, but I don't know. I mean, again, look, I don't know. He didn't say it. It's a painting. I couldn't hear it. I don't know. There wasn't a. There were no thought bubbles. No thought bubbles. Anyway, the reason I the reason I'm interested in in our our dual small town thing, and you sent me this, and I had already read it, um, <laughs> which is was like I, I just want to read. Yeah, you and I yeah. tend to read the same shit. So when I send you something, and I know you've probably already read it, and you send me things, I'm like, yeah, I read that. Uh, what I didn't read was the Fox News version of it mm-hmm. because so I will let me just I, 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 I have Fox News blocked on my Apple News. I can't see it. And so when I, you I get me the this app, article from I will not yeah. read in most cases, like HuffPost says some shit. I'm like, oh, nope, sure. I'm not gonna read that. Fox yeah, News. yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give them the clicks. I'm not gonna give I just I just blocked the Fox fucking News. I don't even get it. In fact, I get an empty slot that says this this content has been blocked because I don't want to see Fox News ever. But I had to read the story because like one, I don't know who Jason Aldean is. Uh, like, oh, he's a country singer? Yeah, okay, fine. I couldn't name a single one of his songs, couldn't pick him out of a lineup. But the story the he- I, I what was the headline? I don't remember what it was. Bear- yeah. Bear with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little yeah, bit of it yeah, by yeah. Charles Kreitz from Fox News. Jason Aldean, try that in a small town controversy. Proof of a moral sickness in America. All right, let me read a little bit. And that moral sickness is from is a quote from Pat Boone. Well, that's that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gospel legend Pat Boone said the country music genre is becoming sick after a barrage of attempts to cancel Jason Aldean for filming the music video for an anti-riot song in front of a Tennessee courthouse. Critics say a man was hanged before 100 years ago, 100 years ago. Aldean denied the song. Try that in a small town has any racist intentions or undertones. The tune describes how rural America will not accept this except the same riotous behavior and criminality that has besieged many urban areas since 2020. Quote, these references are not only meritless, but dangerous, Aldean said, after criticism of his use of the Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, was used as a backdrop. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm calling bullshit on that. Let me just read some, let me just read yeah. some lyrics. All right. This, this is how the song begins. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store, you think it's cool, well act like a fool, if you like, cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up, yeah, you think you're tough, well, try that in a small town, see how far you make it down the road, around here, we take care of our own. And and it goes on, and it, 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 I mean... Country music has this. You understand that part of my job here is that I work for a country music station, right? Yeah. I, I'm surrounded by this shit. I worked for a country music station in, in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like exactly. I, No, I there's no it. such thing as a country music station in Vegas. Come on. Oh, sure. Calm down. 
Nah, they don't listen to country music there. I'm sorry. That's Are not you fucking f- kidding me? Dude, dude, that's like saying I work for uh the Russian embassy in Boise. I'm sorry, it just is it's a bubble. It's a bubble. I'm in the country music world. I live in Wichita, okay. Kansas. Everybody here's wearing fucking boots and cowboys. I cowboy hats. I ran into a guy that had a t-shirt on at the Wichita River Fest, and he was so proud of it because it said, I have P. PTSD pissed off at the stupid Democrats. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm in the midst of this shit. Don, you lived in Las Vegas. You know it is the I did. the Wild West. It is that that. Yeah, I know. Era. There's some. You know, it's there's Mickey Gillies. There's Mickey Gillies, and they have a rodeo there once a year. I know. I mean, KWNR was the country station when I was there. I think it's still around. I don't. I don't know. No. Um. We. It was the number one station in town. F- the entire time I was living there or close to, I mean, like, yeah, that's because there are only 75 people and they listened obsessively. Nah. Anyway, 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 um, I don't think this is what I did. Cause I read this, I read this, I, I didn't read this article, but then when I read this article, the, my first thought was, okay, I understand what the critic, what, what people who are, crit- <laughs> the fact that he, that he, that he, that he had the fucking video, in front of a fucking Tennessee, basically a Confederate building. Yeah. It says, says a lot. On the other hand, if it's an anti-riot thing, if you actually go back to 2020, predom- I mean, vastly, I mean, like overwhelmingly, the people that were protesting and rioting were young white people. There were not that many black people that were protesting. At a certain point, it was like 70% like white women. I mean, basically, it was your wife over and over and over replicated screaming and spitting on the police. And if you looked at all the people that were burning the buildings in Seattle, they were all white dudes. I think he's so white dudes. I think he's saying come to so, a small town and try that shit. That's so that's the thing is I'm not sure if it's as racist as we think it is, but it is definitely it is definitely an ethos that you will find in small rural America. Yes. I don't think that it's racist. I mean the, the Tennessee, like honestly, that's Tom, a little like, you that's can't, unco- it's yeah. a stretch because if you go yeah. anywhere in the South. You could make an argument that everywhere in the South, yeah, somebody was hung, someone was lynched a hundred years ago at 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 the site of this Seven Eleven, yeah, a hundred years ago, lynching. I mean, it's pretty much anywhere in like a seven state radius, pretty much everywhere. This preschool. There were people burned alive here. It's just, you know, it's like going to Germany. You're going to find a place where somebody was burned alive. It's just going to happen. You can't escape it. This is the line that gets me, though, is uh, full of gold, excuse me, full of good old boys raised up right. If you're looking for a fight, try that in a small town. So when you hear the phrase good old boys, oh, yeah, my brain automatically goes to. I mean, yep. at risk of sounding hyperbolic, clan members, <laughs> racist cops, like it just, yeah. I, or, but let me put this back on Jason Aldean. Yo, Jay, yeah. what's a good old boy? Define one for me. And, and what, you know, when is that good old boys clan meeting? 
what, what time and day is that? You know, well, just, you know, I, you know, I, no, I, I, I no, it's, it's not as much racist as it is the, it's, it's, this is not a racist song as much as it is an own the um, libs. This is song. a MAGA song. This is a MAGA song. This is, this is, we used to think America, America used to stand for something. And these are the ideals we think it stood for because we don't have enough historical context to understand that everything we think it stood for, it actually didn't stand for. You know, I heard somebody say uh, that the worst, <laughs> that the worst part of the old South was the hypocrisy. Well, but and, my, thing- and my and my response was no, I I mean I I guess I'd say it's the lynching. That was probably the worst. I mean the hypocrisy was there, but I'm pretty yeah. sure the worst part was probably like the 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 beating and and murder of of people. That was probably worse well, it's than also, the hypocrisy. It's also the the twisted vision of what things are like in the big town. Right? Like there's this I mean, the first stanza of the song, sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, hold a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, but act like a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and let it up. You think you're tough, try that in a small town. All right, look, man, Chicago has, you know, a, a problem with carjacking right now. But Jason Aldean makes it sound like you can fucking carjack an old lady at a red light, you can spit in a cop's face, and then go get a fucking Slurpee, jerk off in a library in front of kids, and then go home and take a nap. No, and like, you will be prosecuted well, like this shit. No, 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 back up. From his perspective, in, in a certain period in 2020 in Chicago, you could spit in a cop's face and then go, and then go rob a Macy's and nobody did shit. That I mean, you gotta understand what people are looking at. Here's the thing that I That's, think is that that is that is not entirely true. This goes back no. to a conversation that I had with the woman in Israel about like, what you ought to do something about your crime, or the way that my members of my you know in-law family in Hammond think about Chicago. Like, it is not just a fucking free-for-all. Rampant. It's really not. But spree. It, here's the thing I think is the most interesting is I've really been kind of doubling down on the uh, the concept of actually critically thinking. And one of the things that we are, I mean, you know, I mean, we just as a country, we don't know how to do it. We talk about critical race theory, but we're not really doing any critical. You wrote, a, rel- you wrote about that on. Um, on Substack. Yeah. Substack, you yeah. know, yeah. And, and I've really been thinking a lot about the concept of it. And one of the things that I think is really kicking our ass when it comes to our ability to critically look at situations is video. And when I say video, let's, let's think just, just go, I mean, let's just go back to the 2020 riots. Um, what did we see on TV? Well, what people in Kansas saw was, uh, people, looting ma- the magnificent mile mm-hmm. and not being arrested that's mm-hmm. what they saw that was probably yeah. one night it was probably they saw that they also they also saw um on CNN in Seattle reporters going it's a totally nonviolent protest with flames buildings yeah. burning behind them which I is mean, stupid which is stupid but it's you know uh, and so we see these things 
and they get repeated and repeated and it is it's Goebbels, you know that 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 yeah. uh, that uh, you know that, uh, a big enough lie repeated enough times becomes a certain kind of truth that's not how he said it but that's how i'm saying it and i think it's very interesting because there is i'm, I'm like i'm you're getting ready to go to hammond uh india Ilan hammond hammond john hammond john hammond yeah, the big Dra- you're going the second going tallest Jurassic- the second tallest building in Chicago. Yeah, you're going, you're John going to John Tower. Yeah, yeah, you're going to Jurassic Park. Sure, um, absolutely, because he created the dinosaurs. Anyway, um, in, in Kansas, because <laughs> you know John Hancock, the inventor of the dinosaurs. That's exactly what I said. Anyway, what I, I on a daily basis, on a daily, it's one of it's one of the reasons why I kind of hide my why I kind of hide my apartment uh, most of the time when I'm in in Wichita is because the people that I work with are are really lovely people. I mean, they're they're, they're, they're for the most part they're really nice, but there is this strain of of small town redneckishness that 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 i that i part of it is is why i try not to have too many conversations about anything that's interesting or important with these people because i'm afraid i am i'm i'll be honest with you but maybe this was because i spent seven and a half years tiptoeing on eggshells but i'm pretty good at tiptoeing on eggshells and i i i don't want to I don't want to ruin my work environment by actually asking them questions about this sort of this sort of thing. And so I avoid it. I, I avoid it at all costs. I was talking to a friend of mine from Las Vegas uh just tonight, and we were laughing about the fact because my dad wanted ask to sell them, his ask them, next time you talk to them, ask them what country station they listen to. I will. I'm pretty yeah. sure Buzz doesn't listen to country, but um, but no, my dad wants to sell his pickup. Um, he's finally conceded the fact that he's never going to drive a vehicle again in his life. And he wants to sell his pickup yeah. and, and he wants a lot more money than it's worth. And I was telling him, I was telling this and he goes, yeah. And, and Buzz says, yeah, there's, you know, pickups, everybody, you know, there's a lot of pickups, pickups. That's always a high and he's from Arizona. So I get it, but they, people love their pickups. I said, they sure fucking love them here in Wichita, Kansas, because I got to tell you, I'm like I'm like a a little tiny driving gay pride parade in my Prius. Sure, I yeah. mean, and then all of a sudden he goes, "Yeah, you're the faggot in the Prius." Wow! Like, I know. I was like, "Whoa, yo, yeah, all right." That's. I mean, I kind of said that, but I didn't. You already said it. You don't. I kind of said it, but it, all right. Well, you know, but also you have to realize that my friend in Las Vegas is a very conservative guy and someone that I have had those long conversations with because I didn't get terrified of people until I found out that I'd been married to a stranger. So now I'm terrified of actually having conversations with people. And so I don't want to tell like, like my, like my supervisor, like the, the guy that's the operations manager, I really, really like him. Yeah. He is he is a country music guy. He loves country music. He is a DJ for the country music station. He's just one of the smartest guys I ever met. I don't want to know what he thinks of this Jason Aldean song cuz I'm afraid he's going to say the thing that makes me go, "Oh, I liked him so much before." This and now I kind of think he's yeah. It's the same as the Toby Keith's, you know, 
courtesy of the red, white, and blue that came out of, mm-hmm. we'll put a boot up your ass. It's the American way, you know, and the, uh, uh, it is actually the American way. Let's be honest. I mean, like he's not wrong. Toby Keith. We put boots up. Him. We've been putting boots up asses, and frankly, especially the marginalized asses when forever. Keith, when Toby Keith wrote and released that song, I, I'm not going to say like I got behind the song or anything, but look, man, we were still kind of all under the, uh, the magical dust of, you know, 9-11, that, that beautiful moment that brought America together for the first time since 1776. I mean, what, and tell me, t- name one moment where America was more a unified country than the moment it became a unified country. That makes no sense at all what you just said. 1776, we declare our independence. Fuck yeah, we are the United States or United Colonies Uh, of America. And then everything like, you know, everything happened and whatever. They really, dude, 1776. Are you familiar at all with 710? I mean, do you even have the understanding of just like watching the musical 1776? They were not united. They were fucking fighting the whole time. Okay. But come, come on now. You see my point. Like 9-11 was a moment in American history where for, for a moment, and it lasted like what? A week? Maybe two weeks. See, again, all of us were like, yeah. I wasn't. No, Bill Maher wasn't. Bill Maher wasn't. Bill Maher got his show canceled because he said we kind of deserved it. And I agreed with him. I didn't have a show to cancel, so it didn't matter. Okay. So, so, I don't so to say that we, we all unified is, 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 is a problem. Was it a surprise? Oh, I totally think we, I I don't totally think we, think we deserved it. I don't think that anybody deserves to have innocence thousands of innocent people murdered that is not something that people deserve what i think is a murderer might a murderer might deserve that don't you think 9 11 the reason they attacked us was not a surprise why they attacked us their reasoning go you hear their reasoning go oh yeah, I, you 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 fucking hate us. I get why you hate us. Okay, okay, David. I get why you did, David? That. We don't. I don't want to relate it. I don't want to relate it. I don't relate it. If I'm if I'm your neighbor, if I live across the street from your house in Older Ring Park, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and we're kidding. nice. For, yeah, we talk, that would be talk about that for just like a second. That would be fun. That would great be fun. That would be. That would be a lot of fun because like you've got a place across the street. You're I'm a, you're living alone. Oh, goddamn right! I'm living alone. Maybe you've got a girlfriend that comes in. No days the week. No, but no, they're evil. They're evil. So, like, you'll pop over here when we make a dinner. Like, we'll feed. You know, I pop over there for drinks, smoke night. Yeah. Ah, shit, Don. Like, can you watch the kids? We want. We got to go do this thing. Like, yeah, you know, and like you. What a fucking. What a dream. You, you know what song is is popping in my head? Let's see if you know the show I'm thinking of. What's the show? That's Dick Van Dyke. 
That's the Dick Van Dyke show. I'm Maury Amsterdam and you're Dick Van Dyke. I come over and make crack jokes and then you slip and fall on the fucking sofa. I mean, you're more of a rosemary to me, but yeah, okay, sure, sure. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, Anyway, I don't, anyway, I'm your neighbor and for the last, let's just say we're old. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're really old for the last 50 to 60 years. I routinely come over to your house. 50 I to fuck 60. with your. Well, I'm just, I'm, it, it, go with the analogy. And so we've been living in, you know, and I go over to your house. I fuck with your marriage. I, I kill your pets, right? I kill your pets. I, I, I fuck with your mortgage. I, I, I take your shit. I go into your house and I just, because I'm bigger than you, I just take your shit and you don't have anything. I, I'm, you know, I found oil in your goddamn yard and I own it. I fucking take the oil that's in your fucking yard for my gain. And I, and maybe I kill your kids. You keep having kids because you're Jewish and your wife loves to have kids. So you just keep having kids and I just keep <laughs> killing your kids. I guarantee you, if you decided, fuck you, I'm coming over to your house and I'm killing you, I would totally deserve that. <sighs> I mean, there are two houses right across the street that have both been burned out by fires. You could probably get them really cheap. I know a good real real estate broker. We can make this happen. And now, Warsack of the News. Your first headline. In the fuck? That's what this guy looks like? Oscar nominated <laughs> composer. <laughs> I don't even need to hear the headline. That makes me laugh. Oscar nominated composer Danny Elfman accused of sexual harassment. Danny Elfman, famous I, for Oingo Boingo. Like, so many things. Oh, sure. But also, like, Danny Elfman to me is Tim Batman. Burton. Yeah, Batman. I he, think yeah, it, if, if not every Tim Burton film, most, most Tim Burton yeah. films. Danny Elfman scored those films. So he was um he was sued after reportedly failing to pay $830,000 to an alleged victim of sexual harassment. And Danny Elfman looks like a, a, a I don't know how else He looks he, very British to me. He looks like a like a a, a sad British woman. Yeah, yeah, he's got that going. I don't know what I thought Danny Elfman looked like before. Have you ever seen the movie? Have you ever seen the movie Back to School with uh, with uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Dangerfield, Yeah, he Oingo Boingo's in that movie. Danny Elfman's in that movie. Yeah, but I don't watch that movie and be like, oh look, there's Danny Elfman of Oingo Boingo. I don't, you know, I did that that and Kurt Vonnegut. But anyway, um, because he's in that movie as well. Yeah, no, my 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 reaction to that is. Let's see. Let's see how it plays out in in a court of law. Because, yeah, you and I've talked about this off mic, but the the thing that's interesting is that Kevin Spacey has been accused seven times of uh, of of rape, of sexual harassment, and he keeps getting acquitted. He keeps getting acquitted. It's like the court of law takes a look at the facts and they go, "Yeah, that's not no. He didn't no. 
That's not it. Mm -hmm. His career's destroyed despite it. It's sort of like Bill Clinton can be one of the greatest presidents of our fucking 45, but because he got come on a blue dress and had a cigar stuffed <laughs> up at intern's coos and lied about it, that's it. That's the end-all, be-all. He's a piece of shit. I just can't buy that. So Danny Elfman, I, I'm not... I don't have an allegiance to Danny Elfman. Um, I like his music. I like Oingo Boingo, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, but uh, I would like to see what happens in a court of law to see if this person that has uh, accused him wins the day. And if that person wins the day, then I think Danny Elfman should pay a consequence for that legally uh, due processed conviction and if he is not convicted i want everybody to go fuck off danny elfman's cool yeah. that's all i care about in news of the best shitty the shittiest no hang on this the is best, this is like a huff post headline where you can't even read it i know Or McSweeney's, where you want to punch somebody in the face. The best shitty state in the union. Uh, okay. Illinois is the first state to eliminate cash bail in its prison system. This has gone through. The thing is, it's you know, I've, I've had my issues with a lot of progressive uh, changes in the legal system. I actually love this one. It's great. I think, I think it's well. The thing is, it's I think reasonable. It's thoughtful. It's it's super no. reasonable. It's super thoughtful. It's been done in other places. I mean, it's not like Illinois is the first one that ever did it. It's well, been done it in is. different ways. Well, in different ways th that has been mitigated. They just didn't sure. call it that. It's but not like the first time they may have done like yeah. counties and yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, but it it's a very smart way of going about things. Um, I think the critics of it. Are, are again not using real critical thinking skills they're not looking at the actual facts online that that the reality is that the the cash bail system is designed uh in in part not in part it's just designed to punish poor people and and most of those poor people that get arrested happen to be black or latino and they don't got the cash so it's a shitty system. I'm super proud of Illinois for like saying, all right, fuck off. We're getting rid of it. Um, I think it's, it's way better than the San Francisco. Let's just not prosecute crime. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's, this is a really sound, super good policy. I'm really pleased. In, uh, this is going to make you fatter. In and out Burger bans employees in five states from wearing masks. And let me just read a few things really quickly. Uh, so In-N-Out Burger will ban its employees in five states from wearing masks like COVID, remember COVID? COVID masks emphasizing, quote, the importance of customer service and quote, our goal as a company is to continue to provide safe and customer centric store and support environments that balance two things that In-N-Out, that In-N-Out is known for exceptional customer service and unmatched standards for health, safety, and quality. Two thoughts. Uh, the first is, and I don't know where you land on this, but, uh, you know, I lived in Vegas and I had In-N-Out Burgers. Um, what, let me just ask you, what, what country station, radio station did you listen to when you were living there? 
they didn't exist. There wasn't, there was just a guy, there was a guy, there was a guy with a cowboy hat on the corner of Sahara and I-15. No, that's, that's a sign. That's a neon sign. He tips his hat. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But he sang country songs. The only country songs in all of Las Vegas. No, but, uh, the thing is, I tried in and out burgers. Stands for your take. Like I don't care. It just, I'm just. It's very fucking with you. Yeah. It's just, it's just funny that it bothers you so much. But See, you know, I'm not, you I'm not your therapist. fucking therapist. My therapist doesn't gaslight me with weird shit. Like country radio doesn't exist in Las Vegas. No, he's like, no, man. Maybe your wife was right. <laughs> is that what he says? Oh boy, I don't like him already. But he's gentle about it. He's like, maybe. She's not wrong. No. Is this guy just like a giant walking vagina? What? No, man. He's. I mean, I was. I was gonna. He's just a weep. Say, well, he's, he's just, just a weepy. You, but wet. no, he's he's a wonderful. He's a wonderful. Yeah, he's great. But maybe he's great. maybe your wife is not wrong. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, give look, wife advice from this fucking yeah, guy give over me here. A, give, hey, that's what they're always oh. wrong. They're oh. always wrong. Yeah, horrible. They're so. always Jesus fucking God. wrong. Going quite well, actually going quite well. They're always fucking wrong. Yeah. Anyway, number one, In and Out Burger is completely overrated. I don't know why people love this place so much. I think Five Guys Burgers are vastly Sonic oh, Burgers. You. No. Sonic no. burgers are better than In and Out. I think In and Out sucks. Okay. It's, they okay. position themselves, no, they position themselves as the Del Taco of hamburgers, and Del Taco rocks. Del Taco, Del Taco is phenomenal. Is, it, Del Taco it is, is it, God in a crunchy it, taco shell. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Del Taco kicks ass. Everything on their menu, even it just tastes golden. It's just really good. Their breakfast, I think, old. I think, yeah. I think, I think the In N Out burger has too much bun, too little burger, and their fries are bland. That's what I think. I've Del never Del liked. I've gone. I've gone to In and Out Burgers in California and in Nevada. Never liked it better than I like a Sonic Burger. I won't go so far as to say it's. I, I will say that perhaps they're better than a McDonald's burger, but their fries don't even come close. Okay, I got it. We all right. This could be a whole episode, and maybe I know. it should be. Maybe it should be. Wow. In and Out is a good burger. Is it overrated? Yeah, it's overrated. It's not. It's it, not that good a burger. good burger. It's a good burger. I think it's a good burger. There's a but Denny's. There's a Denny's that has better burgers. Nah, Denny's has better fucking that. burgers than goddamn In and Out. In and Out sucks. Anyway, their fries. Second thought. Hang on. No wait. Hang on. Their, their fries, fries suck. Their fries are meh. But There's five guys, five guys, is pish across the board. Oh, see, Flavor five guys. Burgers, Flavorless, no. soggy, the wet, five, sad. The fries. five guys. The five guys here in Wichita. There's one five guys, and it's within walking distance of my place. Great burgers, not as good as the Oasis Burgers, which is the shittiest biker bar with just like the tatted up waitresses that I love. You know, mm -hmm. I love them. And I mean, this guy, whatever this cook, whatever this this line cook does, he makes the best god. And it tells you something that my dad. Who is dying like every day? He's been dying forever. But yeah, yeah. If he wants a burger, he I have to drive all the way to the west side and get him a goddamn Oasis burger because those fucking burgers are the best burgers I've ever had, except for apparently, according to my dad, the burgers that I make him. That's adorably sweet. But let me ask you, what is 
I gotta drive him all the way across town to the west side. Is that what is that? Seven minutes, three stoplights, maybe? Twenty-five. Great. But yeah, it's not it's yeah, no, it's the McDonald's burger, you I don't think anyway, you can pair McDonald's anyway, anything next, because McDonald's burger is a McDonald's burger. It tastes second like second thing I was second want a burger. Second. McDonald's burger might scratch that itch, but if you want but a McDonald's it, burger, a five guys or an In-N-Out or a Culver's is not going to scratch that. Itch. It's McDonald's not going to scratch that. It's so it's, unique. Yeah. It's a different thing entirely. And the second thing I'll say about In-N-Out where there are no mask rules is any, at this point, I am, I'm, I've kind of hit a point where, and it doesn't matter what the political stance is, any company that makes a giant political statement with whatever they're doing i refuse to do business with them because fuck you sure. you f you know because it's it's like you know fuck off all right i don't need your politics i'm only going if i go to in and out i don't want your political message i just want a fucking burger and some shitty my fries. burger and my fries extra crispy yeah shut your fucking hole yeah, I'm not gonna buy. I mean, it's it, honestly, if I'm gonna go see a it's movie in the theater, I want to see a Tom Cruise movie because a Tom Cruise movie is just there to entertain me. It's not there to fucking lecture me about anything. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, freedom, man. <laughs> like, if frankly, if 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 a burger <laughs> or a fry cook wants or a cashier, I don't give a shit. If they want to wear a mask, okay. But Dude, like, it's it's the ban on the masks that that's the problem. Out. Like, it's a political statement. What In and Out should be doing is like, hey, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You don't wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Like, I got a, I got a guy. Like, just I got a guy I work with. I got a guy I work with uh, who his his front, like the incisor in the front of his mouth keeps falling out. He's a little older. Come on, and I guess I, I seriously keeps falling out. Like he catches it each time. He, it's he's trying. It's they're trying to replace it. I guess it was an old replacement, but it, he lost the tooth when he was younger. And and so when he comes in, at first he would come in with his COVID mask on. I was like, "You got COVID? Are you afraid of COVID?" He goes, "No, my fucking tooth fell out got again. No teeth. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and my tooth fell out. So it's like, all right, yeah. So there you go. All right, what's next? All right." <laughs> um this is in parenthood is hard a mom owed nearly one hundred and two thousand dollars for her son's stay in a state mental health hospital the state was north carolina whatever that's so what a minute so what a minute they put they she put him in the hospital or they put him in the hospital so she's got a teenager yeah. And she needed urgent help in January of 2020. Okay. Um, the teen who deals with autism and. God damn it. Everybody has fucking something or some things. It's like this fucking race. Who's more neurodivergently annoying? The teen who deals with autism and post-traumatic stress and attention deficit hyperactivity disorders had started destroying furniture and running away from his home. His mother worried for the safety of, of the kid and the rest of the family. And they had to, like, take him away and, like, give him treatment. And, okay, that's fine. 
The standard rate at Central Regional, a hospital in North Carolina, was $1,338 a day. So how do you care for your fucking whacked out kid? Well, first of all, I, I would say, first of all, recognize that PTSD originated as shell shock in world That's war offensive offend i'm offended i'm offended I'm and 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 i guarantee goddamn to you this kid wasn't anywhere near any war zone of any kind so no, go fuck yourself post-traumatic stress disorder from like being told the, to no. hurry up or stop counting to the, exactly the exactly yeah. so, so perhaps so perhaps your child was just too weak and weak-minded to live hmm. But on the other hand, if the state said, "Hey, you got to put him in the, the in the pen," then the state should pay. If she requests it, it's no different. It's really no different than my dad getting a three thousand dollar MRI on his lungs, and it's not like it's not like they say, "Oh, well, you know, because he's sick, we're it's got to be free." It's a shitty. Our our medical system is the shittiest of shitty systems. However. Don't be shocked. I mean, if the don't be shocked if they suddenly say, "Hey, yo, it's a lot of money because we gave you urgent care for however many days." Uh, it, 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 yeah, it's I, shitty. And, and I guarantee you, the only reason that it's publicized is so that she can start a goddamn GoFundMe. GoFundMe, yeah, that's exactly why it's publicized. My advice, and you know, I'm so cynical lately. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to parent parents. You know, like everybody has their own shit going on. I do want to parent parents. Yes, you do. Parenthood is hard. Marriage is hard. Life is hard. So, you know, to each their own, you figure it out. You do what's best for you. You make those decisions. Like in war, you know, like a general, a lieutenant, they make decisions in those moments and they hope for the best. And sometimes shit doesn't go as planned. But so with all that considered, let me say this. If your kid's going to cost you $102,000, maybe put him to work. Ha- maybe have him killed or put him to work. And what I would also say like is if you're going to down like and David put the fuck down. While I'm not an expert in in successful marriages, I would argue that I am an expert in failed marriages and I will say that if your marriage is hard, if being married is hard, you're married to the wrong person. And if parenthood is hard, your child should be given away. Next one. But, but yeah, okay, sure. But given away to who? So somebody else can suffer? Dude, you drive out to the fucking um, desert and you open the, car, you open the car door and you say, hey, look, there's a balloon and fucking drive away. It's funny you say that because tonight at dinner, I asked him <laughs> if I could get him a big balloon. See, there you go. And I said, "Yeah, but Harry, it's Harry on, on ninety-four. Go get it." Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, all right. Um, in well, thanks, police news. <laughs> Las Vegas police investigating Tupac Shakur's nineteen ninety-six murder have searched. A Nevada home. And in further news, even policemen want to be influencers. Sure. 
And I fucking told you so. I fucking told you so, you goddamn fucking dorks. You fucking annoying um, founder of Crypto Lender. <laughs> network. He's not guilty to fraud charges. Yeah, you know, it sort of it reminds me of what I almost did do is is uh did you hear did you hear that stablecoin <laughs> went bankrupt? <laughs> Which means it's really not that fucking stable. Yeah, yeah. It, cryptocurrency. The thing is, my sister, and I'm not supposed to talk about my sister on anything because she hates it that I do, but she is so fucking sold on the cryptocurrency shit. Not your sister, it's a friend you work with. It's a friend that I work with that looks like my sister. Anyway. <laughs> I I and I and, try and, to help. and I I try and to I, help I know you do you you are you are a giver really you are giving you're like just, my therapist you won't take not it. good you just don't take the help you just I, I don't 150 bucks every week I give you good advice and you're like nah fuck I, you take my money nah fuck you exactly yeah. that's you know that's because I'm not a smart man right. no I I I really want to because she is really invested in it and and my mom's into it oh god and all I want to do is I want to I want to explain to them. What a fucking Ponzi scheme it is, except that it's sort of like talking to, it's like talking to my mom about the, the, the fairy tale of Jesus. It's just not worth my time because it's just not going to work. I can say it, but it doesn't help. It's it doesn't help. Like it's such a Ponzi scheme. Oh my God. Whatever it was, but like crypto was like all the rage. Uh, we have a, a really good friend whose husband, who's become a good friend, and we we love this guy. But it took me a while to 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 like him, because for the first year and a half, two years of knowing him, hey man, are you in crypto? How's your crypto? Oh, are you investing? God, damn it! Fuck off! Because it, it became like crypto became a personality for. Me. Oh yeah, well it's a cult. It's a fucking cult, man. Well, it's I mean it's well technically it's not a cult because a cult is following a single person whatever but yes it is a it is a kind of cult of personality yeah yeah it's crazy but it is the dumb like at its core it is the dumbest no it's it's a ponzi scheme it's a pyramid scheme it's, not, it's exactly it's, what it's it is dumb it's dumb you can't say well you know i'm rejecting the 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 basics of 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 capitalism and and their banking system and i've got my own which is how and it's it's where the users determine what the value is and there's no central controller like a jp morgan chase or blah blah well okay man but like at some point someone's gonna go no it's worth this and then a thousand of you they're gonna go well no it's worth that and then the other thousand go well it's worth that you need a central like like, look, man, fuck American capitalism, fuck the big banks, blah, blah, whatever. Huh. But come on, you need a central bank to determine what the value is of all this make-believe bullshit that we keep creating. I read I read recently that in terms of the actual currency that is in, like, all of the cryptocurrency, like like actual government money, stuff that has actually got value... Uh, 15%. 15% actually has value. The rest is speculative nonsense. Well, and that's the thing. You've got, you had all these people like, well, now it's worth this much, but you're just leaning into the thing that you were rebelling against. So your crypto, which is all anti, you know, 
fuck the capitalism system. The capitalism yeah. system is becoming the capitalist system. And it's all failing. My response is failing. Shit in one hand, put cryptocurrency in the other, and they're the same. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing this week, uh, it's a listen. It's a listen. And it's, uh, I, I got to give props to Don Hall for introducing me to this podcast, honestly, with Barry Weiss. Uh, this episode is called, Are We Living Through the End Times? Excellent. Here's- it's so good. Ooh, man. And if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So she talks to. She's such a uh, good interviewer. She's so such good. a good interviewer. God damn. He talks to Peter Turin. Yeah. Uh, or Turchin. Turchin. I don't know how you say his last name. Turd flush. But he's got, but he's really smart and he's got some good points. But in every single step of the way, she is pushing back. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, shit. Wait, no. Hang on, Peter. She's good, man. It is just it is it is a a masterclass in interviewing people where you don't yeah. everything that like cable news doesn't do where they push back on their He's so she's well and, she is, and she's friendly about it. Like he's it's it's yeah. not competitive. She's it's not, not an asshole. She's just really yeah. focused. She's well read, she's super smart, and she's nice enough that she can ask the hard questions. And unlike, questions unlike your therapist. Unlike your therapist. Well, she asks the questions and it's not in a way that's like, well, this goes against what I think, so prove yourself to me. No, it's she like, asks. hang on, man. I'm thinking because I'm I've got this thought, and you said this, and there's this other evidence to support it. So, like she's so good. You know, expand on that. Mm-hmm. So good. And a really interesting I- yeah. I concur. Uh, my first thing is a read. Just and you know, it's it, uh, 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 I, perhaps I have a Gen X fascination with the influencer class because I find yeah. it so bizarre. It I is. find it bizarrely it's vapid. Yeah. But in the New Yorker, Tyler Fogat wrote "The Scammer and the Scammed: The Dueling Memoirs of Carolyn Calloway," who's been known to be, and she claims to be a scammer. She is an influencer who says, "Yes, I'm a scammer," and Natalie Beach, who was her ghostwriter and among the people she scammed. The dueling memoirs telling the same story, and this is an article that kind of breaks down the "she said, she said." It is trashy and funny and 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 it makes you infuriated and it's a really fun read and i don't know where i stand on either one of them other than i think they're both a piece of shit (laughs) so okay (laughs) all right uh my (laughs) my next thing is a watch it's on fx it is called justified city primeval Look, man, Justified and its first run was fucking brilliant. My only concern, and I haven't seen it, is that very few series end perfectly. 
and justified the first season that that for okay. that that first run that was maybe one of in in terms of like great series with an incredible ending that really ends the story in such a beautiful way and smart justify ended perfectly i can't think of a single i can't think of a single other show that ends that perfectly so i'm a little concerned about bringing it back however it is elmore leonard and i'm excited and it and it and it's timothy what's his name oliphant oliphant god i love him raylan 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 givens givens thank you god i love that character we dug coal together i'm telling you it's the most ending ever put it's I from the very beginning of this like season, that line is just like God, damn it that is so that good last episode that last episode i uh, just Jesus. wept like a baby it's so good i'll tell you this like because like there, there's concern like what you take sex in the city right like you've got a great show Oh, it, well, it, it, okay. Well, okay. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> you had this show that was a moment. It was this big thing. And Cultural then you, thing. And then you reboot it in this, or not even, it's not even, re, it's a reintroduction. It's not a reboot, but like a, a new which is chapter, why I, right? Which is why I'm concerned about a, a new justified. Yeah. And it's fucking stupid and it's bullshit. And it's fucking terrible. But this, you got to It works. Elmore Leonard. You All right, I'm going to watch it. Timothy Elephant. You just gave me the suggestion. I'm going to watch it. And I'm in. I'll tell you, man. And I've got my my third my third thing to do this week right. is related, but okay. Uh, I've got it. I might. All right. So my second thing is also a watch. I'd forgotten about this. Remember Project Greenlight when uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck uh, got fledgling yeah. movie directors? Yeah. Well, Issa Issa Rae has love rebooted her. it. Love her. I I do too. Well, it's one of the funny things. I, uh, you you remember uh, the the adventures of the awkward black girl? Yeah, great. Um, fucking. Did you did you know that when it was still a web series that I hosted an event that was just a a a, a twenty five person thing at the uh, West Side Bureau of WBEZ with Justice Array and twenty five people doing a, a a watch party and and Q and A. I, I didn't, but what the fuck is the West Side of WBEZ? What is that? West Side Bureau. West there are there, 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 there. Basically, there's a West Side and East Side. No, there's no East Side. Uh, West Side, South Side. Um, there's three of them. I can't. One is it's like one is liberal sleeper one, cells. What is this? No, they're basically small radio stations that are that originally were designed to be bureaus where you would have a reporter specific for that neighborhood. Oh, okay. uh, for example, the South Side Bureau. Natalie Moore was the was the reporter, and she ran that bureau. Okay, and we would have and we would have smaller events because they're smaller buildings, they're storefronts, but we would have smaller events. And and so I had one with uh, Issa Rae. So I've met her, and I really like her. But anyway, yeah. Project Greenlight. She revamped it. Um, they focused for this particular revamp only on women of color as yeah. directors, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it's fucking great. It's really, really good. It's smart. Um, it's funny. I really like it. There's something that's especially given that right now we're in the middle of a SAG AFTRA and WGA strike. There's something really amazing about watching 
that whole process of saying, okay, I've got a vision. I'm creating an art. I'm creating art. I'm using all of this resource for the first time. And what do I do with it? And how does it work? And it's, I just think it's a great, it might be my favorite reality TV show. And I love Survivor. You know how much I fucking love Survivor. Really do. Yeah. You know how much I love Survivor, but I think Project Greenlight might comfortable fact that I live with every day. Yeah, but but I think Project Greenlight might be my favorite. And I can't uh, God, I hope they keep doing it. I really hope they keep doing it because it was so good, so interesting, so well done. I love Project Greenlight. (laughs) Interestingly enough, I watched the movie that the that director was directing. And every every criticism that all of the producers had was dead right. It's not a bad movie, but it's a little cold. Okay. My last thing for you to do this week is uh, it's another listen. Go to your podcast. Go to NPR's Fresh Air and listen to Justified Star Timothy Oliphant. Nice. Because he talks about the craft and justified the original series justified the city primeval the new series and deadwood where he was sheriff seth bullock god i love that show but but beyond all that bullshit timothy oliphant is he is from the fucking get-go it's it's a it's an episode with uh, where dave davies is the host versus terry gross Right out of the fucking gate. Like, he's just, he's so funny, so charming, yeah. so smart, so wonderful. And I got to say, I think Timothy Oliphant m- will go down as the greatest American cowboy that ever lived. Fuck John Wayne. Ooh. Fuck Jimmy Stewart. Ooh. Fuck Wild Bill Hickok. Oh. Because, because Timothy Oliphant has played. Raylan Givens, yeah. I mean, he's a it's a cowboy show. Yeah, it's totally a cowboy show. Seth Bullock, it's a fucking yeah. show. cowboy show. He was in uh, uh, the fucking Mandalorian as like a sheriff. Like, oh, it's is, true. It's he true. is the cowboy actor. You know the of problem. Our, of our you generation. And you want to know the problem? You want to know the problem? Uh, I always want to know the problem. The problem is that he started his career playing the ghost face in Scream 3. I thought his big break was uh, the bad guy in Die Hard 3. No, no. It was it was definitely ghost face in Scream 3, then Die Hard 3. Scream 3 was before Die Hard 3? I believe so. All I know is he was Larry Metcalf's. He was Laurie Metcalf's son. My third thing is also related to uh, Project Greenlight and the strike. Um, I've been t- because we're going in because we're in a strike. I've been saving much of my viewing so that I have stuff to watch when when there's nothing to watch. So I watched only one episode so far of Charlie Booker's black mirror on netflix Mm -hmm. and the first episode is called joan is awful and if if you have any concerns about ai or the reasons sag after are striking one of one of the reasons being that they're going to use ai to replace extras and eventually actors 
This is one fucking great episode. I it's 48 minutes long. It is I don't care if you watch it cuz I've watched the rest of it. I will. But I watched uh I watched this Black Mirror Jonah's Awful is a fucking mind fuck and it's another time. This one of the things I love about Charlie Booker is if you watch enough Black Mirror, you can see that he basically is predicting the future without knowing it. And hmm. he, you know, like he creates these shows, and then all of a sudden that shit's coming true. This is an example of why SAG AFTRA is striking. Hmm. It's really good. It's super fun. Salma Hayek is hysterical. And my favorite line is shouldn't Salma Hayek's anus be sacred? It's a great line. It should be. And she's and she says it, and it's very funny. And uh, I love it. Buddy. Uh, bonus thing to do this week. Follow Salma Hayek on Instagram. Yeah, right? Today, as, as of this recording, today was, I think, National Bikini Day or some shit. You, like, you showed up. Uh, it was great. I, uh, uh, Salma posted pic. At I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put it up. I'll put it up. Oh God! Show notes. Like, Selma Hayek, like I, 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 I she, I, 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 I just, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, 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 like she just keeps getting hotter with age. But like, it's not like a even like Jennifer Lopez gets hotter with age too, you know. And and you could say like Tom Cruise and Timothy Oliphant. Like, there's a lot of like Hollywood stars. Like, oh, they age well, you know. But Salma Hayek, uh, it just it hurts. Like it hurts how hot she is. It hurts my heart. It hurts my penis. I I don't know. I got I got nothing else to say. Just Salma Hayek is just she's fucking superhuman and not. Not like that. What was that stupid movie she did in the with the 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 evangelicals? Not evangelicals. The Eternals. She's not eternal. I, Salma Hayek. Is it? I I, I got nothing. Don, you got you got to edit this out. You got to help me out. I just I don't know what to say. But like boobs and belly and butt and face and the hair. I just she's perfect. She's a perfect fucking woman. She is after like there's Katie Himmel, Salma Hayek. Jennifer Lopez, uh, whoever played Black Widow in the Avengers movies, Scarlett Johansson, whatever, Natalie Portman, top five or six, whatever that was, hottest women ever. Yeah, and that's the show. Sama Hayek, she's a vacuum to suck the jizz out. I fuck. Shut up. All right. Yeah. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.